On this episode, we welcome Anna Rodriguez of The Burnout Book. Atlas All Access starts now. Okay, Anna Rodriguez, welcome to Atlas All Access. Thank you. It's so nice to be here with you guys virtually. Virtually, yes. Well, this works. I mean, this technology, it's, we've come a long way. Technology is awesome. I know, right? It's so cool. I love it. Adam Collette, welcome back. Always. Oh. Always good to be here. Uh, Anna, let's start from the very beginning. Uh, you've been a nurse since when? 2008? Correct. So where did the idea for the burnout book come from? So it was not until um, I was in my seventh year of nursing that I could say that I actually had experienced burnout. Um, and, and at that point, I was a nurse manager of a 10-bed CVICU. I just kind of right place at the right time, fell into that position and um, was nurse manager for two years. And during that time, I went through burnout. My staff went through burnout. I had like 75% of my night shift turnover. And during that time, we were using travel nurses to supplement staffing. And ultimately, by the end of those two years, I realized management was not going to be my long-term plan and um, actually went to travel nursing myself. I, I went from managing to travel nursing to get back to the bedside. And and then I started thinking about those experiences and how it felt so isolating and how stigmatized it was. Nobody wants to talk about burnout and how much you know their job affects them. So I, I had gone to a nursing conference. It was um, AACN's NTI in Houston, Texas. And that's kind of where the idea was triggered. I actually have this little notebook here that is the original burnout book. It's my little place where I write down like inspiring stories or thank you notes or um, just things I want to remember from my nursing career. And over the years, it's just always been a place I go back to when I need to remember why I do what I do. So that book inspired me to start a blog, a website, social media accounts, and just talk about burnout, put it out there for people so they have someone to, to talk to and have resources available and just have that community. Have you ever thought, and this isn't one of the questions I wrote down, but it's something as you're talking, have you ever thought about just publishing that book? Yes. <laughs> I probably wouldn't do this exact book. Um, I mean, I, I'm really, it's very personal. It's very, like, I've been really good. I keep, you know, everything's HIPAA compliant. Of course. <laughs> sure. All names and, and ages and everything have been removed. But um, I, I, what I would like to do, that's my, like, idea that's like just percolating in my brain is to do some sort of guided journaling similar to that where someone could personalize and make their own book. So that's, that's kind of the direction I would like to take it in the future. Interesting. Yeah. Very cool. Huh? Yeah. So it, out of that, so as you've, as you've done this for the past, however many years, like, have you ever written something down or your thoughts have gone through your head as, as you're doing this and it almost maybe surprises you a little bit. Like something is like, I, I never would have thought I would have done this or felt this way or, or whatever. Has there, has there everything, anything like that? I, I absolutely. Um, 
I think every nurse probably experiences that a few times where you see something just so just mind-blowing that you're like, is this real life? Is this actually happening? Um, Whether it's some kind of moral distress situation and you're seeing dynamics between a patient's family and the patient and you're like, no, why is this even an issue? Like, can we get back to focusing on the patient? You you definitely have those, those moments. Hmm. I know we have that often, right? I mean, that that happens all the time for us as we talk to nurses daily. No, absolutely. Like I'm just like going over in my head of thinking of nurses on my desk of, of, you know, this is an everyday thing. And, you know, my mind wanders as well as, as my wife was a teacher for 10 years. And, you know, it relates to her as well. Like mm-hmm. she had burnout days where, yeah. you know, it's just so much is going on. And if you could just teach or if you could just be a nurse, it would be awesome because you're driven by that and you, you want to be the best nurse. Mm-hmm. But there's so much else that goes on that challenges you and causes you to have burnout. It, yeah. it makes total sense total sense. And I love that idea, like you said, about uh, maybe making it a journal spot of, you know, telling one of your stories and then, you know, it makes a journal spot of then, you know, sometimes it's just getting it off your mind and, mm-hmm. and writing it down and, and saying what happened helps you get through those hard times as well. So I think that's a super cool idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of um, statistical studies showing the, the therapeutic side of journaling and have it. Yeah. Like you said, having it out there. Mm-hmm. Is there any, as you've done this, and I'm sure there probably is, are there any constants that keep coming up over and over and over again that you think, okay, I mean, there's, there's a pattern here. There's a, there's a reason for this repetition. Um, yeah, absolutely. Are you talking from like a, a burnout perspective as far as like things that keep triggering it? Yes. 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 And, and they're, I mean, they're just going to be the most common ones that people encounter. So um, anything to do with staffing issues when you're over, when you're understaffed and you're overworked, like that's always going to lead to that physical exhaustion. And then ultimately the mental and emotional exhaustion that can come with it, that all leads to burnout. Um, so staffing is a, a big topic. Things like um, having a healthy work environment, and that could entail, you know, having an organization that supports you from a leadership perspective, having um, coworkers that support you, getting rid of any lateral violence, any um, you know coworker drama. Um, those are all things that can like repetitively lead to burnout. And I feel like once you've been in that spot once, I feel like you're more prone to getting there again. Just my own personal observation. I can see that too, especially from maybe from our side, from a staffing point of view. Yep, like that's that. Once it happens once, twice, three times, then it's maybe not an anticipation thing, but it's like, here we go again, right? Sure. No, and I think it's cyclical, mm-hmm. you know, there, in, in no way that you can control it. Mm-hmm. You know, hearing, hearing you talk about it, Anna, um, you know, it, it's, you've been on all sides now. You know, you've been the staff nurse, you've been the manager, you've been, you know, obviously the traveler as well in this instance. And so you've seen it on all sides. And I think if you think back on it, is there anything you could change to make it better? I don't, I don't think you can. Or, I mean, do you, do you come up with ideas of, oh, I could have done it differently? Or is it just cyclical that it's going to happen and everybody has to work through it together? Yes, <laughs> to your question. No, I, I, think, I think definitely I would have approached things differently had I kind of known what I know now. Um, 
but it's the sort of thing where it's, it's going to keep happening. You're still going to have issues come up. You can't get rid of stressful situations in a hospital environment. That's impossible. So it's all about how you deal with it, how your organization deals with it, the support you have to get through those moments. And that's a big piece of what you do right now, right? Is it's not just, Hey, let's, let's talk about burnout. Let's talk about how you get through it and how you work through it. And what are some of the coping mechanisms and that type of thing? Correct. Yeah. I think for me, I see it as things an individual can do, things an organization can do, and it has to be two handed. Like you can't have one without the other. So I met you for the first time just a few weeks back here in Omaha. You spoke at the uh, Healthcare Travelers Take Omaha convention or uh, uh, what do you Yeah, first oh, convention conference, yeah. conference. There we go. That's what yeah. I was looking for. Such it was a great event. It was a lot of fun. And I, you did a great job, I think. And that was your first event. Is that right? That was the first time yeah. you ever spoke? Yeah, first time public speaking in that setting. Um, I have a few more coming up for nursing conferences later this year. So it was really good to have like a very friendly environment to do my first public event. <laughs> Is that something you want to do more of now? I would love to. I, I think um, I think I have a story that's relatable and I love hearing other people's stories and just making, you know, resilience, self-care, burnout, all those things a little bit more transparent and and open so yeah if, if there's avenues to do that like i'm looking for them for sure yeah i think just talking to nurses or thinking about once again going back to my desk or, or the people that i've worked for is there I, there's a large group of of asking why why are you traveling mm-hmm. and i would say this is one of the biggest ones mm-hmm. you know i've been in the same job i've been working with the same people i'm burnt out of what i'm doing i need a different different atmosphere yep you know, and those, and those kind of things. It's totally relevant. Totally. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say making a big change like that can really help reset someone's, you know, kind of spark and kind of get them back into, into nursing in a different way. I just, it was just in a different podcast recently. Someone asked me that question, like what's the health of, of the travel nursing or just 12 of healthcare industry in general right now. And I think no matter what it's outside forces aside, it's more healthy than it's ever been because of reasons just like this. It is way more acceptable for you to go out and make that choice to, okay, I'm going to leave my perm job. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of the old routine. I want to go. I've got to break out and do something because if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it kind of thing. Maybe then it was 10 years ago, 15 years ago, that type of thing. It's yep. way more acceptable. And I think travel nursing is a, is a great avenue to do that mm-hmm. because, you know, as much as we want to put a rose on it and say it's amazing is you might go somewhere and it might be a lot better than your home situation or your perm situation. It could go, you can go a lot play, other places and it could be a lot worse. And so you get a perspective of, hey, my job really wasn't that bad. We did have a good team cohesiveness. Mm-hmm. I just didn't realize it. All right, I'm ready to go back home now. You know, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it for three months, six months, a year. I'm ready to go back home and, and take on those challenges again. So yeah. So you have a free guide on your website. Tell us about that. Oh, sure. I created that uh, just this year. It's 101 ways to be a nurse. And it's just this list basically of kind of in my experience and my research, all the different specialties and options people have when it comes to the world of nursing. So it's just a tool to have out there if you're getting burned out of your job, something to look at, something to 
you know, stimulate some ideas and find something within nursing still, you know, that you maybe want to try that maybe would get that spark back. So. All right. Last question all about you. Where can we find you? What's your favorite social media platform? Like if you wanted, if you wanted a brand new nurse to find you today, where would they find you? And what do you think is the best, like best version of you online? That is a really good question. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> because there's a lot of different ways to find me, but I would say go to www.theburnoutbook.com for the actual website. There's the blog there and a bunch of resources as well as the free guide. And then like my social media platform preferences, uh, Instagram, that's where I do most of my active day-to-day stuff. You'll find me most active there. So that's going to be at the.burnoutbook. Check it out. That's where I found you for the first time was on Instagram. So that was and that was super cool because I had no idea I didn't think far ahead think enough ahead to look in the guide there on day two of the conference and then I'm like hey wait a minute this person looks familiar Instagram that's funny that would be it so here we go Instagram's quickly become my favorite are you on Instagram yet no come on still not come on it's not for everyone they'll say that all right it's not for Ad- social media just isn't for Adam I think just in general I just you know just can't just can't do it <laughs> I'm going to wait for my kids to overtake my, my life of, of the online world. Oh, it's coming. Oh, I, I guarantee it's it. It's coming. Anna Rodriguez, thank you so much. I really appreciate you being here with us today. Thank you. You can find her on theburnoutbook.com. On, is it the dot burnout book on Instagram? Is that right? Yes. We'll put it right down here for everybody here. So, Adam? As always, thanks again. Thanks again. Very nice to meet you, Anna, and uh, I look forward to uh, doing a little more research on on the burnout book. I'm I'm super excited. Awesome. Thank you. All right. We'll see you next week.